Fantastic Radio, uncovering the truth, exploring the unknown. Good evening, curious minds out there across the internet, and welcome to the Clandestine Radio Podcast. As always, I'm your host, DJ Jaswa, and thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, We're going to do something a little bit different tonight from our usual content and topics, if you didn't notice from the title. I feel like I've kind of been just really grinding it in and beating you over the head almost with all the uh, conspiracy stuff, if you want to call it that, and real world uh, sort of darker things that I'm sure it gets kind of stressful at times, and I recognize that. And to follow my own advice of, of not getting too far down those rabbit holes and to remember to think about other things, if you couldn't tell from the title of the episode, we are going to switch things up this week. And it's kind of going to be a preview, I suppose, uh, a little bit of how we're going to be doing things next season, because season two is just right around the corner in January. This will probably be the last episode, as far as like full main episodes that we do for this season, season one. Um, I, I do intend to do some other things, but I'll talk about that a little bit more towards the end. But I just thought we'd do something kind of fun. I, don't, I can't really say that it's necessarily lighthearted um, because it is kind of, you know, a creepy topic. But it's, it is a little bit more entertaining and leaning more towards the entertainment side, I guess, of the podcast that we really haven't done enough of, in my opinion. Um, I did say that we were going to cover, you know, the unknown and the paranormal side of things. And we haven't, I haven't really had a chance to get into all that. I kind of... I knew from the start of this season that there was an arc that I really wanted to accomplish. And I feel that I took that as far logically as I really needed to go for one season with that last episode. I think that episode kind of ties in a whole lot of what we were talking about throughout the 9-11 series and beyond. And I think that it kind of has come full circle at that point. So without, like I said, kind of grinding that into you any further, uh, I want to give you guys a chance to reflect on all that. Hopefully you enjoyed those episodes. Maybe you'll even go back and and catch things that you missed out of those while we have a little bit of a break. That would be awesome. Um, But I I want to do something that hopefully you'll enjoy and something that a lot of people that I've talked to over the years, and I have a personal experience with this as well that I'll also be sharing in this episode, so have talked to me and said, you know, what do you know about this? Or have you ever thought about talking about this? And have shared experiences with me as well. And I would like to, with their permission, share some of those. Probably not in this episode, um, because that would be coming, you know, strictly off of memory from conversations. And and I definitely want to have a chance to kind of ask them what they would like me to share of the information that they've given me. So I'm going to also leave a Q&A at the end of this where I would invite you to share any stories along this vein that you have. Um, when I come back, because I will be doing a BTR, I'm not sure if I'm going to do it this Wednesday 
we'll just have to kind of play it by ear there's a whole lot going on i'll get into that later again but uh, i'm very interested in your experiences in these kind of things because just about everyone i know has some sort of at least paranormal experience in their life and something that has in you know kind of impacted them throughout their life and i want to give you guys an opportunity to get some of those out and we can kind of share them with each other and maybe people that aren't so willing to talk about this kind of stuff or maybe even kind of suppressed or forgot about those kind of memories um might feel better coming forward and talking about them a little bit i'll also be in the chat this evening um definitely by 10 possibly earlier we'll you know usually i try and get in there around a little after 9 30 and just kind of hang out for a while stay till about 10 30 just to see if anybody comes um it's been very very slow i'll be honest with you i know it's a discord not everybody uses discord and a lot of people that listen to this podcast don't even mess with any kind of social media or anything like in that vein so and i can't blame you so it's kind of hard to to draw enough people in there but I'm going to keep doing it and hope that we can build that with time and that that's something that you guys will come to enjoy and look forward to and be able to connect with each other and kind of build a better community around that. So that's my hopes for it anyway. Without further ado, I want to get into this episode, which is episode eight, Hat Men, Sleep Demons, Shadow People, and Beyond. Let's get into it. So to start off, let's talk about what is a hat man. Well, they're often described as wearing a hat, obviously. Either a fedora or a top hat. Um, Occasionally you might even hear stories about them having a wide brim western style hat on. They often also tend to wear a long dark, uh, usually a duster style coat. While this entity has recently seemed thrust into the modern zeitgeist through creepypastas, some bad movies, Benadryl-fueled overdoses, and strange witness accounts that have been reported worldwide, mind you, in recent years there's a good chance that he, or at least a version of him, goes back far, far further. I also want to say that I too have an interesting story revolving around a similar character as that, And I'll share that with you here in a minute, but first, let's see if we can loosely trace some possible roots of this man in a hat who haunts our dreams and where he comes from. So from what I can find, something similar has been reported for as long as we've had a written history. Before we try to discuss exactly what the hat man is, I thought we could take a look back through time at similar entities who have seemingly stalked mankind and haunted our dreams throughout history. One thing is certain, this phenomenon isn't limited to any particular society or time period, and instead seemingly has been with us, just out of sight, hiding in the shadows for a very, very long time course one can't really talk about these sorts of things without bringing up the strange origins of the nightmare itself Uh, without boring you with a complete etymological breakdown it seemingly takes its roots from the word mare in old english which is a word for mythological goblin or demon that torments the sleeper into experiencing terrifying dreams 
The word nightmare is cognate with the older German word Nachtmar, which describes an evil demon or spirit that rides astride the chest of a sleeping person and is very similar to the incubus slash succubus which despite having a late Latin etymology, they can actually be traced all the way back to Sumerian Mesopotamia, circa 2400 BC or so. Mare gets frequently, of course, confused with the Middle English mare, uh, similar sounding Old English words, which, you know, all mean a female horse, essentially. So in origin, the Old English word for an incubus was mare, M-A-R-E which refers to an incubus-type entity, not a female horse, and is related to the German word Mar, or the Nightmare. The common Germanic form was Maron, M-A-R-O-N, and the source of the Old Norse Mara. These Mara were believed to ride horses at night so that in the morning they were found exhausted and sweating. In Germany, the Nightmars were thus known as Mara, Mar, or Mare. The dork in me could keep going and going with this though, so I'm going to spare you guys all of that and just say that the, uh, the idea of the nightmare is of ancient origin and worldwide belief in myth and folklore intertwined with notions of succubus and incubi. So from very early on, the concept of nightmares has been linked, uh, even etymologically speaking, to demons and dark entities as being the cause of them. And this trend runs through virtually every culture and time period throughout history. Now that we've extensively, I guess, possibly too extensively maybe, um, sorry about that, covered nightmares, let's get back to other entities. The Germans had the Alp, which was basically the physical manifestation of a nightmare or an early example of what we would refer to as a sleep demon, which as being like the explanation for the early accounts of sleep paralysis. They believed that uh, the sleep demons were what was causing that, that they would sit on your chest and hold you down and uh, you know give you those dark visions or whatever and kind of suck the life out of you with fear. The people of France, Denmark, Ireland, and Norway also tell such stories as part of their cultural traditions. Newfoundland, uh, among others, had the Agarog, or the Old Hag. Japan has the Kanashibari. Southeast Asia has stories of the Dachau, which are evil entities that are said to smother helpless victims in their sleep. These are actually the entities behind the, the case which was cited as a major inspiration to Wes Craven when he was writing A Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, of all those immigrant men that had come here and were talking about these severe nightmares and then, you know, like 40 of them or something ended up dying in their sleep. And that was kind of what fueled the whole Nightmare on Elm Street thing. This list alone could really fill an episode if I'm being honest, but I'll spare you all that as well. Just know that things like the Hat Man um, are, are far from a new creation. Uh, I've seen a lot of talk about, you know, it's just a creepy pasta, or, you know, somebody saw it, now everyone thinks they're seeing them. Um, but they actually have roots and similarities that go back a long, long way. And they've been with us a very long time in many, many forms. But what exactly is the Hat Man? 
Popular theories range from uh, a shadow person to an alien, even, as well as a demon or you know a sleep paralysis hallucination, a ghost, uh, so on. <laughs> there's there's tons of of you know somewhat feasible explanations that people are putting forward about it. it it's virtually impossible to really say for sure, considering that by its very nature, it's elusive. And it seems to mainly only exist on the fringes of our conscious minds and appearing in dreams, fleeting glances in a state between sleep and wakeful states, or even episodes of sleep paralysis, which many people who report seeing this, the hat man do experience that as well. However, a few reported cases exist that do seem to blur those lines, when momentarily at least it would seem as though the hat man may have the ability to transcend the world of nightmares and even if only for a short moment break through into our world one of those accounts was reported in the san antonio current and revolves around an incident experienced by texas resident stacy alejo speaking to a reporter in 2019 and she recalled seeing one of these entities decades ago as a young girl at that time, she shared a bedroom with her aunt and remembered that some vague movement had kind of uh, startled her awake and that she had the sudden sense of cold dread and an odd compulsion to peek out the bedside window. The following is her account as reported and published in the San Antonio Current. And I quote, As her eyes adjusted to the darkness, Stacy could clearly make out the outline of a humanoid figure standing behind the white picket fence that surrounded her yard. As Stacy watched fearfully, the being began to sidle in a strange sideways motion, all the while keeping its outstretched arms on top of the fence post. When she noticed the audible crunching of leaves beneath the entity's feet, Stacy was quite sure that she was not dreaming nor imagining things. Understandably terrified, the young girl dove underneath her sheets, quaking in fear until the morning. Her adamant attempts to wake her aunt, who was sleeping right next to her at the time, were futile, and it almost seemed as if her aunt had been in a trance. End quote. If you search for these kind of stories, you will find them from all across the world. They typically come at night, wearing hats and trench coats or dark suits, but otherwise lack any discernible features. Frequently, they seem to be noticed by children. They always evoke a sense of terror and often paralysis. In 2018, Quartz Magazine reported the story of a, at, at the time of this occurring, was a 14-year-old boy named Tim Brown. Brown states that a strange noise from his television startled him awake. And he goes on to say, And that's when I saw him the dark figure of a man, as featureless as the shadows where he stood. Uh, side note, I don't think he was 14 when he gave the interview, or this kid really has a future in writing. That's all I've got to say. Uh, anyways, he goes on to say, He didn't say a word. He didn't need to. The fear sucked the breath from Brown's chest, rendering him mute and immobile. The man lingered just outside the frame of Brown's bedroom right outside the door, flickering in the shadows. I mentioned this particular story because of the term flickering, which stood out to me in my mind. As someone who has uh, had personal experiences with shadow people or entities, or whatever those things are, 
that's something that I've noticed as well. That they they seem to flicker, or almost like they vibrate at like a higher frequency. I guess is a better way to put that um, than what our eyes, uh, what we're able to perceive. Anyways, it's like they're moving at a, a quicker frame rate than our brains are able to kind of piece together and process. Which is kind of why they seem jittery. Um, you know, I don't know if anybody out there listening has ever had an encounter with one of these things. I firmly believe that they are real. I cannot explain what they are. Um, if it's like an interdimensional being, if it's a, a sort of spirit or what, but um, they're very terrifying uh, most of the time. It's very jarring, and they and they seem to just you know almost vibrate at a weird kind of frequency. Like I said. I've actually even, I, I ran into one, like, head-on before, and it, it wasn't like what I would call a physical, corporeal form to hit, and it was, it was more like a sensation of uh, being consumed by static, that's the best way I can really describe it, not quite electric, but very disorienting and jarring, and it which differs greatly from what I believe was my experience with a quote-unquote hat man. And I, I guess I've made you guys wait long enough while I'm doing story time here. Uh, let me go ahead and I'll tell you my personal experience with what I would call a hat man. Um, and then we'll get back to kind of trying to break all this down a little bit more. But, okay, so when I was... I guess I was about three years old when this started and I was living in Cincinnati and we had this uh, townhouse there um, some of this is quasi relevant so why I'm filling you in kind of painting a picture here but I would start I started having this recurring nightmare and there was a guy in a in a dark um, trench coat style coat with with a hat that was I don't know if you guys might maybe remember who Dark Man was, or the movie Dark Man. Um, when I saw that years, years later, um, it was the first thing that came to my mind because it was very similar to that. And I did actually see somewhat of a face at one point throughout the, the series of these nightmares, and these were recurring on a nightly basis for years, okay? Um, maybe you'd call them night terrors, I don't know, um, but, but definitely kept happening. But he had sort of a, like a bandaged up face, like kind of a messed up face. I really only briefly saw it. I, could, I have a very, very small memory uh, of that time in general, to be perfectly honest, but of what it looked like when I saw him, and it was kind of, um, yeah, he looked like, I, I guess you would think of like a burn victim. And again, this is long before I saw A Nightmare on Elm Street or, or Dark Man, which I've never even still haven't seen that movie. I just saw previews for it and it was like, wow, that's eerily similar. So anyways, and he would chase me and I, I would remember, you know, running all through this. And it was a strange kind of complex of townhouses. And we had like a laundry chute there where um, we would just drop our laundry down and would go down into the basement, which was like the laundry room. And every different unit had like a catcher at the bottom. And then when you would go down there and you'd wash your clothes or whatever, you you'd just pull from that. So uh, I remember uh, most of the dreams 
it, it seemed like that would be kind of like my escape and he would chase me throughout the house and i would end up diving down the laundry chute um and all this is kind of crazy because you have to realize i'm very very young I, i've seen very little movies or media or anything that would have put any of these kind of ideas in my head so i would go down the chute and i would end up in uh, the basement and I, I would it would catch fire there'd be like a fire going on and he would kind of emerge from the fire and i don't really remember how like those dreams would end necessarily usually just with me being terrified and waking up or whatever and so anyways the entire time i lived up there that would be the dream and then when i moved um back into this area or into this area i guess rather um the dreams changed a little bit at, at very beginning it was kind of similar to that where i would be going through you know a similar style house and then you know escape through a, a shoot or something like that and then it started to kind of morph into more of like my grandmother's house at the time it seemed like wherever i was at um because i was staying there a whole lot at that point uh, it seemed like wherever i was would be where the dream would take place and, and different things would change and whatever but uh this dream went on and on and on um and i kept having this nightmare it did not end i'm sorry i've drugged this out a long time but it did not end until i was probably about 12 years old honestly the frequency went down but the dream would still occur and it, it came after i had started trying to teach myself um to lucid dream and, and getting a little bit better about controlling what would happen within the dream and eventually um I, the fire started and i was able to like trap this thing and it burned down in the house and i actually saw it burning in the house and then after that the dreams just seemed to completely stop like i have chills all up i don't know if you can tell in my voice but i have chills all up and down my arm when i talk about this stuff because it was so vivid and so real at the time like uh um <laughs> anyways yeah my eyes are watering i'll put it that way um but it, it's it's stuck with me to this day and very little has uh, my memory if i'm being completely honest particularly of my adolescent years is very very spotty at best uh, a lot of that's just kind of been deleted but um, without getting into all that it is one thing that really stands out and still stands out and, and i still remember that much of it if that tells you anything so I mean, what are these things? It seems like that is very similar uh, to the hat man because it would always start like a hat man. Like what I'm hearing a lot of these people and reading these stories of waking up to a noise, looking, you know, either right out your bedroom door or looking right beside you and it's just standing there. Motionless, typically. Featureless. Uh, it evokes a sense of fear that almost pulls the breath out of your body and, and is terrifying the presence of it just the presence it doesn't have to do anything just being there is utterly terrifying and paralyzing and that is how all of them would would start every single time which makes me think that it's a related kind of thing but what what causes that and so what exactly is the hat man is it a shadow person is it a sleep demon is it something else entirely i guess 
Experts will tell you that it is a hallucination that occurs during the twilight between sleep and wakefulness, um, or a hypnagogic hallucination, basically. That the helplessness and the immobility is just sleep paralysis. And it's like, if, you, if you're not familiar with sleep paralysis, it's kind of basically like your brain shutting off your body's motor controls. And it's to keep you from like thrashing around in your sleep, trying to get away from something and injuring yourself or whatever. So your brain kind of just turns off the, the movement in your body. And they say that you can wake up before that comes back on, uh, but not be fully awake. And you just feel paralyzed, like your body is not going yet and cut on. So you're just kind of stuck there. And, and if I'm being totally honest, I guess that would sort of explain away um, some of the accounts that, are, that I've seen and read, as I'm sure you have. Some of those could definitely be dismissed as that, but, you know, hundreds of thousands of accounts can it really be the only cause of them like what about stories like mine ones where he is encountered in inside of a dream and why is it that so many people some well before the popular image ever entered into our modern zeitgeist or even well before the internet even existed yes kids there was a time when there was no internet if you can believe that uh, there was also a time where we had to dial up through our phones and it made noises. Yeah, those were the good old days. Anyways, um, why is it that, you know, it, it keeps occurring all through history? Way before people even communicated across cultures that had no kind of communication. I mean, is it some remnant from our like collective past or something is it some generational like trauma memory that we just all carry with us somehow is it deeper than that even is it an entity as old as time itself called forth by and feeding on our fear which is a theory manifesting itself in the form of whatever is perceived as being broadly frightening during that particular time period is he the guy from the neighborhood watch sign that's just come to life uh, simply to make you shit your pants okay i made that one up but i guess it is uh possible but what isn't possible is to ever really know what this entity is it does however seem that the man uh the more he's discussed the more he appears so tonight, I would lock my doors and windows, maybe grab a Bible, and if you hear a strange noise go bump in the night, whatever you do, don't look beside you. And if this story didn't scare you away, then season two might be right up your alley. Not only will we be diving into the world of the paranormal, but also unsolved, unknown, the untold, and beyond. And BTR will be back, like I said, with episode recaps and plenty of hard-hitting news, good old biting commentary, maybe some foul language, and probably a few other surprises as well. But that kind of brings me to the end of the main episode. If you didn't notice, this one is a bit shorter than what we typically do for the main episodes. But I just kind of really wanted to give you a taste of this and... 
and it, it, it's one of those stories where there's no getting to the bottom of it so no amount of research that i did you know i could have told you a hundred different stories i could have told you thousands of different stories about this but that's all that they are it's just a story you know at the root of it the people that experience these stories i'm sure firmly believe that it was real and that it happened to them as i you know know that my my dreams felt extremely real and that those dreams did happen but i can't tell you what caused it and i don't think anyone else could either you know so there wasn't uh, an outcome that i thought we could work towards at the end of this as some of the stories and some of the unsolved stuff that i'll be covering in season two will be like that I, I try not to give you a definitive outcome with anything and leave it somewhat open to the listener to put the pieces together and come to a conclusion yourself because i think that sort of encourages everyone to to do their own research to look into things that interest you and, and to try to decipher it and figure it out for yourself i think that's very important i think that that's a skill uh, along with just critical thinking that we are sorely missing in this day and age and i think that uh, the more i can do to try to facilitate that for you then you know the better off we'll all be but i think i kind of said something at the beginning of this that we're going to take a short break i considered doing a few more kind of shorter episodes throughout december but i don't want to water down what i feel has been a fairly strong season i hope that you feel that as well i think that we definitely covered some very important topics uh, i did my best to convey that information in uh, an accurate and occasionally at least entertaining fashion and i hope that that you know kind of resonated with you and that you will tune in for next season to see what i've got in store because i'm going to be doing a lot of different stuff there'll still be some stuff in that vein and like i said btr will be coming back um and i'll be covering news anything any new developments that aren't getting enough coverage or are just blatant lies as you see a lot uh, i'm gonna try and call that stuff out to the best of my ability if i'm being you know completely open and honest with you right now uh, i've noticed a marked decrease in the show being shared uh, at least by spotify um, which used to include us in all kinds of searches and, and try to help push the show out there particularly when i first started the show and we were keeping it kind of vague and open and and not really you know stepping on any toes or, or calling and speaking too much power you know speaking too much truth to authority and, and holding them accountable um they really kind of shared it uh, quite a bit and it helped and that kind of all died mostly throughout the 9-11 series and then with okc it, it's just plummeted so for the sake of the show and others being able to find and enjoy it hopefully i am going to kind of try and mix it up just a little bit um, i hope that you'll bear with me i think that you will really enjoy these episodes as well i'm going to get into a lot of very interesting topics uh, there's some unsolved crimes there's some really neat paranormal stuff uh, forbidden archaeology, um, lost history. I've got a lot of really good stuff planned for season two, and I think that you guys are going to dig it. I'm going to mix it up, you know, a lot too. We'll probably have uh, another, I guess you would call it a conspiracy 
sort of in that vein show mixed in here and there too so hopefully be a little something for everybody to enjoy and i want this to be a podcast that you put on uh, you feel like you're talking with a friend and you maybe get something out of it in the end that would be my goal i also kind of want to do um i guess you would call it a holiday special i guess <laughs> we're not i'm not going to say that it's necessarily going to be like a christmas episode or even a new year's episode but somewhere in that time period once some of the uh the other work that i've got lined up kind of thins out a little bit and i have a little bit more free time um i, I do intend to do something fun for you guys maybe get a guest um in that i haven't had before or a popular guest that i have had and maybe more than one who knows and just try to do something kind of fun around the holidays which speaking of uh, i know those are coming up and however you celebrate them I really hope that you do it safely and that you and your family are blessed and that uh, it brings you nothing but great tidings and and fun times and uh, you get to spend a little bit of time with family. And for those listeners who may not really have a lot of family that they see around the holidays and it kind of causes that twinge of of pain and and maybe magnifies an emptiness that you you try not to think about. my heart goes out to you and what i would say but i've been there i would say to try to organize with friends on a day maybe not you know right on the holiday and do sort of uh, just a get together with your friends everybody brings some food if you guys can cook i know that's becoming a lost art these days sadly but and just kind of eat and commune and and hang out and you know have some fellowship with one another because I think that's really important. It, it makes you feel so much better than just sitting at your house depressed. It really does. Um, if you have social anxiety like me, I know that can be uh, daunting and a challenge at times to get out or want to be around groups, even if they are all your friends or whatever. Um, but it's better for you than, than stewing or, or being you know alone during times when you already know it, it's going to magnify everything that you you feel inside so take care of yourselves i guess above all is what i'm trying to say um and i and i hope that you guys will will stay tuned next week i am going to do a a btr i I can't promise it's going to be a huge btr kind of like this episode was was definitely way shorter than what we usually do for the mains Uh, i just don't have the time and i don't want to just fill the air you know what i mean so uh, but I'm definitely going to do it, and I've got a few stories already in mind that I'm I'm excited to kind of bring to you for this BTR. And we'll go back over some stuff that I, I didn't talk about in this episode um, that kind of ties some of these things, you know, back in around together. Um, and yeah, I guess, that, I guess that's pretty much all I got for you this week, guys. Um, thank you, as always. It, it truly means the world that you guys show up for this, particularly the listeners that show up every single week it really really means the world somehow this was the top podcast for like four or five people uh number one podcast they listen to so thank you thank you triple for that (laughs) that's pretty amazing i can only assume you probably don't listen to podcasts but hey i'll take any kind of win i can get so thank you for that sincerely from the bottom of my heart thank you um but yeah you guys, 
you guys take care out there and i'll talk to you again real soon on the next clandestine radio podcast